Good morning, Patriots. It's January 30th, 2021, and you are listening to Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today, we will talk a little bit about the burnout everyone seems to be feeling lately, as well as HR1, otherwise known as the For the People Bill, all next on Living with Liberty. I must admit, I'm uh, feeling a bit fatigued right now. I think it just stems from the last year of COVID overload, uh, seemingly never-ending campaign cycles, and you know, right up to this first week of President Unity and his ruling by royal decree. I'm a bit fried from it all. Some of this, I think, can be attributed to it being the dead of winter also. The older I get, the more I hate winter. This winter so far hasn't been too bad, even though this past week we had a relatively large uh, snowstorm and we've got another one on the horizon starting tonight and rolling into tomorrow that'll bring us another six to eight inches of snow. It's always fun to get out and clean that up. You know, some of this I'm sure too is the constant flow of information I'm sifting through to bring topics to you that may or may not get a lot of attention at times at, you know, a national level, or even as you're doing your own, uh, looking through, you know, different news stories and, and kind of sifting through information, you know, from, uh, what it sounds like, we had a little discussion going in one of my MeWe groups, see, uh, this past week, it sounds like many of you are, uh, fatigued as well from all of this, you know, a break from the noise, and just the sheer stupidity we've seen in the first week plus of this just totally incompetent administration is good. Turn off the news, log off social media, and relax for a bit. I believe this is what the left wants. It wants us worn down, burned out, and frustrated. I think we as conservatives pretty much want to be left alone to live our lives as we wish under, you know, our, our rights of freedom and, and liberty and, you know, our constitutional uh, granted uh, freedoms. And we find this endless parade of nonsense exhausting. We need to rest and take a break, but also need to get back into the fight once we are refreshed and recharged. We can't just let it go. We need to be ready to move forward. The, Dem- the Democrats are not going to stop their blatant power grab. So we need to be ready to stand in the way to preserve our rights and liberties. The Democrats are working right now to destroy states' rights and turn the center of rule of this country to Washington District of Corruption. The first steps in this uh, centralizing of power is H.R. 1, also known as the For the People Act. This act is anything but for the people. It is for the centralization of power and to truthfully cement the Democrats' power. I'll hit the lowlights of this abomination of a bill here in in the rest of our time today. First, it calls for internet-only registration uh, with electronic signature submission. Now think of this as a way to lock in permanent fraud. No ID required. Just go to the website and sign up to vote. 
Now, what's to stop anyone from registering under multiple aliases or creating bots that register thousands of fake voters at a time? Democrats also want 16-year-olds to vote. So let's think about this for a second. We want to let someone who can't get your drive through order correct to vote in elections that determine the course of our nation and our society. Democrats are proposing to let kids who haven't even finished a basic education in history and economics vote on policies that impact monetary policy in what could be construed as the course of history. The one thing I know is a 16-year-old looks out uh, into the future about as far as your average Democrat does and probably considers none of the implications as, you know, uh, neither group, let's put it that way, neither group uh, seems to consider much about the implications of the decisions that they make. HR1 proposes same-day registration nationwide. Now, this is a blatant power grab and nationalization of elections. There's actually no reason for same-day registration at all. There's no reason for the federal government to take over elections. Election dates are set by state statutes and known well in advance. They happen at the same time every election year. There's no reason that most, if not all, can register well in advance of these dates in order to secure their right to vote. Since Democrats like to give money away, they are proposing $25 million in grants for involving minors in election activities. This is just more uh, federal money with strings attached that are would be, not are, it's not passed yet, would be, dangled in front of the states. It's another move by the federal government to weasel their way in and erode the state's rights to their own autonomy. The other piece here is, why do minors need to be involved in election activities anyway? Kids just need to be kids. We don't need to be pulling them into this circus that is our political process and political uh, campaigns. There's enough that goes on that they see and hear that jades them from a way earlier age than they need to be jaded at. Kids should be protected and allowed to be kids, not thrown into the fire of our divisive political rhetoric and just the overall nonsense of American politics until they're at an age where they can really grasp for themselves and understand what's going on. Now next, H.R. 1 says no to cleaning state voter rolls. Again, a blatant attempt to destroy the state's control over election integrity. And really, it just leaves names on the voter rolls in the event that some extra votes may be needed to secure an election. The next one here, felons can vote. Now, this is erasing any sort of penalty for being convicted of a high crime. This one, though, I'm not actually sure how many criminals actually care about voting. A lot of them don't strike me as as the type who are politically, politically active. Still, erasing any penalties for crimes against your fellow Americans, serious crimes, that is, 
only serves to erase any modicum of accountability, only serves to erase, erase any sort of deterrent there might be against committing that crime. Next one, mandatory early voting. All early voting, with the exception of valid absentee ballot requests and absentee votes, should be disallowed. This only serves to provide numbers ahead of time that can then be used to get an early look and engage which way an election is going. And then it allows unscrupulous actors to then take steps as you get into voting day to sway it towards the desired result. And this next one is probably the biggest one, I would say, in the bill. And this is a nationwide vote-by-mail, bans on ballot protection measures, and legalized unlimited harvesting of ballots. You know, since this worked, and the, you know, and it really worked so well to the Democrats' advantage, they want to lock it in as the uh, process going forward here in our elections. Many have said, what's the point of voting going forward? Well, we still have recourse if we are willing to engage our legislators in reforming voter laws, and if we can continue to encourage them to rebuff federal overreach. This next one goes along with the last point here. Uh, the bill also calls for a ban on voter ID. We don't care if you are eligible to vote or if you even are who you say you are. We just want you to vote, is the message the Democrats are sending here. In this last one, I want to touch on a complete congressional takeover of redistricting. You think your state legislature is gerrymander now? Turn it over to Congress, run by Democrats, who are looking to strip states of all rights and turn our constitutional republic into a one-party technocratic idiocracy. If Congress redistricts, there will be no chance conservatives win elections again. What stops them at that point from segmenting the, uh, the nation's largest cities and pairing that, se that segment with a less populated rural area? Think about that for a second. They can segment a portion of New York City with just enough Democratic voters and then pair it with a lightly populated upstate New York County to form a new district. They can segment it so that New York City segment outweighs that upstate New York uh, segment in that district, further cementing their power. Now, I think there are some reasons for optimism as we move forward and, and uh, look at this bill and look at our fight ahead. Pelosi actually had to pull back the planned vote on this disaster of a bill because she did not have the support of the moderate Democrat wing. The rout of Democrats from the House in this last uh, election cycle, plus the dogfights some of the current members had in retaining their seats, has them thinking about things in a different light, has them doing a double take and really thinking, should I really support this bill? It might be the death of my political career. Also, recent polls show that we the people actually support more security in our elections, not less. Go figure. 
just the news daily poll revealed that 77% of voters want ID to be required when voting in person. The poll notes that this preference crosses all party affiliations, races, and educational levels. The Just the News poll shows this number, the 77%, holds pretty consistent among white, Hispanic, and black voters, as well as, and now don't miss this, 7 of 10 Democrats surveyed, as well as 61% of those who identify as very liberal voters. Yes, you heard that right. 70% of Democrats and 61% of very liberal voters support voter ID. So if you total that up with, you know, um, what I would uh, only can assume is a very healthy majority of conservative voters who also support voter ID uh, requirements, you certainly have a vast majority at this point of Americans who support voter ID laws. Also important to the conversation and really the debunking of this idea that voter ID requirements amount to voter suppression is this next tidbit I have. Texas and Georgia both saw increased participation by minority voters after, yes, after implementing voter ID laws. As I've said before, there is no reason to not have voter ID requirements. ID, carrying an ID, is a basic requirement for life and operating in society. And as we see here, it actually increases the participation of those whom the Democrats say voter ID laws disenfranchise. Now, maybe that's the point, though. Maybe the Democrats already know that voter ID uh, laws increase participation and that that increased participation actually works against them in terms of getting elected to office. So this is why they fight against the laws that increase security of our elections. They fight against things that will actually cause people to have confidence in our election processes and actually help them churn out and uh, come out and vote. Anything that provides any sort of confidence in a process or provides a sense of unity among the people is a threat to their power and is something that Democrats, and truthfully the way they behave, some establishment Republicans want to see destroyed. As I mentioned before, there are glimmers of hope on this bill not actually getting passage. There's the moderate Democrats who are thinking twice. The power-sharing agreement in the Senate, which keeps the filibuster intact. All are reasons to be hopeful that this bill will not see President Unity's desk for signature into law. Still, we the people need to make it known that we will not tolerate this overreach and the decimation of our state's rights. Call and email your reps and let them know that this bill should not be passed. We have to hold the line until conservatives can regain legislative power in the Senate and the House. 
that's my show for today. Thank you for listening. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to my show and leave a positive review. It will help us move up the charts and help more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending some time with me today. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my podcast with your friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. Also, I'd be grateful if you subscribed to my podcast and signed up for notifications. It'll help you stay up to date with Living with Liberty. With Parlor Down, I can be found on MeWe by searching Living with Liberty. And I also now have a Telegram channel. The handle there is at Living with Liberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.